you guys ready for the word today? I'm fired up. I am so fired up for God right now. Okay, so I love, we are in a series called um, Living on Fire for God. And this is part four, and, and the title of my message is, in order for us to live on fire for God, we have to be in the potter's hands. We have to be on the, in the potter's hands in order for us to be on fire for God. And I want to start us off, I want to kick us off with Isaiah 64, 1 through 11. Okay, and we're going to go through this to kick us off. Oh, and this is Isaiah speaking to God. This is Isaiah speaking to God. He's a prophet in the Old Testament. He's talking to the Lord. Um, he actually uh, talked about Jesus in the Old Testament before he even came in the New Testament. Amazing. And so Isaiah is a prophet of the Lord. He's talking to God. He says, oh, that you would burst from the heavens and come down. Woo! Amazing. How the mountains would quake in your presence. Yes, Lord, thank you. We need you to quake the mountains, Lord, as fire causes wood to burn and water to boil. Your coming would make the nations tremble. We need the nations to tremble. We need the nations to tremble before the Lord. We need this. Come on, Lord. Then your enemies would learn the reason for your fame. We are here to glorify God. We are here to make his name famous. We are here to put him in the right place, reverence and humble before the Lord and making him alive in our lives. This is what being on fire for the Lord is. We are to make your enemies and learn the reason for your fame. When you came down long ago, this is awesome. God didn't have to come down. He came down. He came down. Long ago, you did awesome deeds before, beyond our highest expectations. The Lord wants to do awesome deeds behind, beyond your highest expectations, church. Did you know that? Beyond what you could ever think or imagine he wants to do for you. Let's continue. And oh, how the mountains quake. Woo! We want to see some mountains quake in our city. We want to see some mountains quake in our families. Come on, Lord. How the mountains quaked. Where am I? For since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. Did you know that the Lord is working on your behalf? He is working on your behalf. He loves you so much. You welcome those who gladly do good, who follow godly ways. But you have been very angry with us, for we are not godly. This is Isaiah. He is a man of God, and so he's talking about his culture right now. He's talking about where they're at culturally. We are constant sinners. How can people like us be saved? Thank you, God, for sending your son on that cross to save us from ourselves, to save us from us sinners, a sinner like me. Woo! We needed a savior. This is Isaiah. And God answered Isaiah's prayer. Let's continue. We are all infected and impure with sin. When we would display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to be on fire, church. The sins will sweep us away. We need, we need to be on fire for God. In order for us to do that, we have to be in the potter's hands. We have to be on the potter's hands. Yet no one calls on your name or pleads with you for mercy. We need a church that's pleading for mercy. We need to be pleading with the Lord. Are you pleading with the Lord every day? Lord, have mercy on us. This is where our culture is right now. Therefore, you have turned away from us and turned us over to our sins. This sounds very, very familiar. To our nation, to our culture, to our world right now. And yet, oh Lord, oh, and yet, oh man, I love this. 
You are our Father. Let's keep going. This is so good. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all are formed by your hand. Thank you, Jesus, for being an amazing creator that you would create us. Don't be so angry with us, Lord. Please don't remember our sins forever. And in the New Testament, it talks about how he forgets our sins from the east to the west. This is God answering Isaiah's prayer. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Look at us, we pray, and see that we are all your people. Your holy cities are destroyed. Zion is a wilderness. Yes, Jerusalem is a desolate ruin. Man, there are things that are going on that are ruining in front of us, our country, our nation, things that, that people planted and things like that. But there is hope in the Lord. He is faithful to answer our cries. When we plead for mercy, he hears us. Thank you, Lord. We need a church that's pleading with the Lord. We need a church on fire. We need a church that's in the potter's hand. So let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are the potter and we are the clay. Thank you, Lord, for this word, that you want a church on fire, pleading with you, God. And so today, we want to grow, we want to sharpen, we want to be closer to you today. Lord, let your fire burn in us. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Andrew and I both were raised in the church. And uh, we were at church whenever the doors were open, okay? Sunday morning, all Sunday uh, evening, Wednesday night, and whenever they had stuff going on. We were always in church. And uh, we decided to turn away from the Lord in our lives, both of us, because of hypocrites in the church. They're all hypocrites. We're all hypocrites, okay? Guess what? You sin, I sin, we all sin, we all fall short, Okay? We all fall short. What's the difference between the hypocrites that, were, uh, that, that are active hypocrites and the ones that are working through it? Well, the active hypocrites aren't working or trying. They're just living a life, saying what they want to say, and not living the actual life, right? The hypocrites that are coming out of hypocrisy or trying to are actually working and trying in their life. They're saying, I want to be in the potter's hands, Okay. So we're working, we're trying, we're, Andrew and I, we're, we're in this, this walk with God, and we're like, God, we want to be in your hands. Make us, mold us, cultivate us, do your work in us. And this is why we haven't lost our flame, because we stayed in the potter's hands. We said, when we give our hearts to the Lord, we're going to be all in. We're going to be all in the ebbs and flows of life. You will lose your flame when you stop being all in, when you forget what God has done for you. You will lose your flame. You will, you will fizzle out. And you will allow the hypocrites to determine your destination. Instead of letting that happen, allowing the Holy Spirit to determine your destination and being in the potter's hands. We have to be in the potter's hands. He's molting, cultivating, making us, changing us, doing things in us that we need. And I'm skipping ahead. It's so good. This is, listen, we can't miss it. We have to be cultivating this relationship with God and staying in the potter's hands. We need communicating. Listen, when you, when you get out of the potter's hands, you stop praying, you stop getting in your word, you stop coming to church, that kind of thing. It's just like a marriage, okay? Our relationship in our marriage, we have to work on it for it to last. We have to make efforts in order for us to have a healthy marriage. 
We have to communicate with one another in a healthy way. This is how we work through our life with Christ. We have to keep working. We have to keep trying. We have to keep pressing on. We don't give up. We keep moving forward with the Lord, and we stay in the potter's hand. Amen? So let's look at Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. In another translation, it says we are his workmanship. Did you know that you are God's masterpiece? You are his masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God has good things that he's planned for your life. God has good things that he's planned for your marriage, good things for your kids, good things for your grandkids, good things for your future, good things for your workplace, good things for your neighbors, good things. He has good things for you. You are his masterpiece. Being in the potter's hands is cultivating his character in us. He's cultivating, he's molding us into his character to be more and more like Jesus. We're going to go through the flow of the, the potter and the clay, but first I want, I, as I was researching this week, uh, one of the statements before it started going through the process of the potter and the clay was making pottery takes patience and time. It takes patience and time. And the Lord, I felt the Holy Spirit say to his church, I am so patient with you. I am so patient with you. I love you so much. I am with you in this. I'm not, I'm not hustling you through this life and this journey with me. I'm patient. I'm kind. I love you. I love you. 2 Peter 3.9 says this, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And another version says that all should reach repentance eternal life. He doesn't want any to perish. Look at our, I mean, Isaiah was like, Lord, help us. Right now in our culture, in our society, we're like, Lord, help us. He could have left us up a lot. He's like, let's scratch this out. Let's start afresh anew. He could have done that, but he loves us so much. Church, he loves you so much that he's patient because he doesn't want any to perish, but all to have everlasting life. That's the kind of God that we serve. That's the potter. That's who we're in, the hand, we're in his hands, patient, kind, loving. And it takes time. It takes time as we're in his hands. So what does a potter do? Number one, I have six points. This is not one of the stages, but I felt like this was a really good point. So we're going to add this as one of my points. Listen, there are stages in life, life. There are stages in life. A piece of pottery starts as a lump of clay. When we come to the Lord, we are a lump of clay. And is fashioned into the finished piece. There are various stages to making a piece of pottery. Listen, there are so many stages and seasons and circumstances in our life. In your life right now, in your marriage, in your family, in your kids, in your singlehood. Um, wherever you're at, there are going to be ebbs and flows of life. There are stages. It's do we choose to stay in the potter's hand? Are we choosing him in every stage of our life? Because you will stay with fire ablazing if you stay in the potter's hand. No matter what is going on in your life, if we stay in the potter's hands, we will stay fired up for God. We will stay fired up for God. The reason why Andrew and I, we have just gotten hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter in our walk with the Lord, because we stayed in the potter's hands in every season of our life. We've had hard marriage issues. We stayed in the potter's hands. 
We, we felt like we have no clue what we're doing, and we're lost, and we're broken, and what are you going to do with us? We stayed in the, in the potter's hands. We've got to stay in the potter's hands in order for us to stay on fire. So number two, okay. So the potter is preparing the clay. The first stage is preparing the clay, which involves a process called wedging. Wedging clay is a little like kneading bread dough. It involves working the clay with your hands to get rid of the air bubbles in the clay. The Lord is kneading our lives. He's working our lives. He's putting pressure. Sometimes it's the Lord putting pressure because he wants to get these air bubbles out of our life. What are the air bubbles in your life? The air bubbles represent compromise. What are you compromise what are what are you compromising what are you doing in your life that the lord is putting pressure on he's like come on no 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 no. i'm kneading out these air bubbles to to create this masterpiece what is it is it is it anger that the lord wants to knead out of your life is it is it uh lust that he's trying to knead out of your life is it lack of self-control kneading out of you're 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 mean he's kneading you're you're mean he needs to knead some some Lord, are you needing that, that mean person? You've got to need them a little bit more. Just put some pressure on that mean person. While you're need- I know you're needing me too, Lord, but just need- right? We need it. We need to be K-N-E-A-D-I-N-G. We need to be needed all the time in our life. The Lord is needing out judgment. Is there a critical spirit that he's needing out? Is there gossip? Are you, are you gossiping all the time, talking about everybody else? He needs to knead it out. There's pressure. There's conviction. There, there's counsel that the Holy Spirit's doing in your life in order to be in the potter's hands. He's going to be kneading some stuff out because guess what? The world is dying and going to hell. And we are the light, church. We are the light of the Lord world. We are the fire, the house on fire for Jesus, shining, blazing. We have to be kneaded out by the potter. We have to be kneaded out. What is he kneading out? Doubt? Fear? What, what is it that's in your life that he's speaking to you right now that he has to need out? What is he needing in your life? He's preparing us for good things. Listen, he's, he's going to need out the sin. There's constant sin that's knocking at our door. This is what we all have in common. We will all sin and fall short. But we need to be in the potter's hand so that he can speak to us and mold us and cultivate us into that character that he's called us to live out that life on fire for God. He's needing it out. What is he doing in you to, to be a life on fire for God? Number three, number three, different techniques. The Lord uses different techniques in our life. The clay has been shaped into the desired piece of pottery. There are different techniques used to shape the clay. Listen, everybody is different. Everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's in their own own life experience and the lord is using different techniques in our lives this is what we do we compare our technique to their technique lord look what you're doing in their well i i want a house like that i want a career like that i i want influence like that i want to be liked like that i i want i oh lord look what they what you look what you're doing in their life lord but guess what? You don't know their life. You don't know what the Lord has needed in their life. You don't know. You don't know me. I was an addict. Liar, thief, broken, rejected, daddy issues, 
What is God needed in everyone? Everybody's on their own journey. He's doing a different technique in everybody's life. We need to stop comparing the blessing and the pressure with somebody else's highlight reel. You're seeing all the highlights of somebody's life. Well, they have the perfect marriage. They have the perfect kids. They have the perfect grandkids. They have the perfect life. Look at their vacation. Look what they're doing. Look what God's doing in their life. We need to stop comparing because you don't know what somebody else has gone through in order to get to the blessing that he's provided. We need to stop comparing. We need to stop comparing. And this is what the world wants us to do, to compare to one another. And the enemy is a liar. He's a liar. The Lord has good things for you. He has blessing for you. He has healing. He has breakthrough. He has all the things for you. Are you in the potter's hands? Are you in the potter's hands? Are you believing the lies of the enemy or do you know that the truth, the truth of the word of God, the promises that are yes and amen for your life, are you in the potter's hands? Another thing that we do is we, we compare and then we question. We question everything. Listen, questions aren't wrong because guess what? We have the answer. He gave us a book. It's called the Bible. It's alive and, it, and God wants to speak to you through it. It's every day. And any question that you have is in the Bible. It's when the world says take the answers that the word, the God of the universe gave to you and question everything. Twist it. If it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't make you uh, feel good, then change it, compromise. This is what the world is teaching us. And the reason why this church talks about the truth of God is because we want to be world changers. We don't want to be compromising to the world and what the world wants us to do. We're going to talk about this because culturally it's down our throats. It's down our throats. And we cannot compromise the truth of God. We cannot question every little, this is what we do. We get the answers and we're like, I don't like that. Let me twist it. Let me change it. I, I don't feel like that's good for my life, but maybe for somebody else. The Lord's like, what are you doing? I have, I've given you the truth and the truth of the word of God, the scriptures. Get into it. Read it. If you have questions and you're feeling like doubt or fear, get into the word of God on your own. Stop, stop trying to lean on your own understanding or your own opinions or somebody else in the world that's trying to manipulate you and turn you away from the, the God that is good and has good things and a hope and a future for your life. Stop listening to the world. I love this scripture. Oh, my gosh. I love this scripture. Isaiah 29, 16. This is so good. How foolish can you be? He is the potter, and he is certainly greater than you the clay. Should the created thing say of the one who made it, he didn't make me? Does a jar ever say the potter who made me is stupid? This is the word of God. The Lord's like, who are you to question? I'm the creator. I created you man and woman. I created marriage between a man and a woman. I don't make mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes. Are you calling God stupid? He's called you to be who you are through Christ Jesus in the potter's hand, being cultivated, being made and molded into the creation that he's called you to be so that we can be a church on fire for God, a church that's making a difference in our world, a church that's cultivated into man seeing a difference in our city, in our schools, in our friend realms, in, in, our, in our government that's making a difference. We can, church. Are we listening to the world and following the world? Are we listening to the word that's alive and that's making and molding us? Are we in the potter's hands? We question, we, we, 
we compare, we need to stop doing that. It's when we hear the word truth and reject it. We argue with it and don't listen. We need to listen to the word of God that brings hope. So there's stages, preparing techniques, and water. Number four, water. Woo! Slip cast pottery is made by pouring liquid clay into a plaster mold. The liquid clay is simply clay dissolved in water. When the water evaporates, a solid clay item remains in the mold. Our life is like evaporating into the world. When the, when the water of God comes on us, Jesus said in John 4 that he has water that can never be quenched. He's talking to the woman at the well, and she's asking him for water, and he's like, I got water that you will never thirst again. He wants to open the floodgates over our life and pour water over us. He wants to fill our lives with the Holy Spirit power and anointing and, and, and authority over every area of our lives. This water. We have to have water in order to be molded. And we cannot replace the water. What we want to do is we want to replace the water with some Gatorade. You can't put Gatorade in the clay. How about some coffee? Who loves coffee? Let's put coffee. Can you imagine a potter right there with the clay, the mold of clay? Let's add some, add some tea to the, to the clay. Let's see what happens, right? And that's what we do in our lives. We, we put things above God, above the spirit of God in our life. We try to replace the water that can never be quenched with other things, with substances in our life. What are you replacing with God? Because guess what? God wants number one. He demands number one in your life. What are you putting above God? What are you placing above him? Are you placing people? Are you a people pleaser? Are you putting people above God? Are you putting uh, your flesh desires above God? Are you placing idols above God? You're like, I don't have an idol in my life. I don't have like a gold calf that they did like in the Old Testament. There's other idols, your phone. Are you zoning out on your phone instead of going to God in prayer? And, so, and putting everything before his throne, you're sick. I just need to zone out. I just need to, to, to just be on my phone. I just need to uh, binge on TV or my gaming. What is it? What is it that you're putting above God? Because it's just like, it's just like instead of putting water in the clay, we put oil in the clay. What would happen if the potter put oil in the clay? And yes, oil represents the Holy Spirit in the Bible, but, but bear with me. Listen, this is the illustration, okay? This is the illustration, okay? If the potter put oil in the clay instead, it would just go, okay? You want me to do that again? Okay? That's exactly what would happen to our lives. Who's, who's been there? Where you put something else instead of God and you're, you just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm falling apart. I'm falling apart. Because you're not allowing the water to refresh your soul. The word of God, prayer, communion, being in church, being with people that love you and a community that's going to sharpen you and be disciples with one another. This is what happens. What is it in your life that is taking the place of God? Eating? Food? Do you go to food instead of God? Do you go to crystals or horoscopes instead of God? What's my horoscope today? Let's see how my day is going to go. Are you putting that idol in front of God? Are you putting spending money, shopping, uh, pills, prescription or illegal, alcohol, drugs. What is it that you're putting in front of God instead of allowing the water from heaven to 
to open up and flood in your lives and allowing the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do. We have to be in the potter's hands and let the water from heaven flow through our lives in order to be on fire for God. We need to have the water that we will never thirst. This is a spiritual representation of the Holy Spirit in our life. The water that's refreshing. That we don't substitute going to God for anything else. What is it that the Lord is speaking to you and needs to get out of our life because we're substituting it for God? So what does the water produce? What does the water produce? Well, first of all, um, you don't dry up and crumble to pieces. If we didn't have water in the clay, we would just crumble. We need the water of God. This is what it produced. It produces the mind of Christ. Man, are your thoughts going crazy? Are they going wild? Are there just popping up things all over the place? And I'm like, it's like, why am I thinking this? Why am I doing this? We, we, we don't have the mind of Christ. The Lord is saying when we have the water, the Holy Spirit in our life, and we are setting our mind on things that are all on above, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ thinking the best about our situation, thinking the best about our spouse, thinking the best about our kids, thinking the best about our boss, thinking the best about our neighbors, thinking the best. Do you want to think the best? Because he doesn't want us to have a critical mind. He wants us to have the mind of Christ. Thinking compassion and seeing people the way that Christ sees them. That's how he wants us to live and speak and be. Having the mind of Christ. You're in a conversation with your spouse and you're just thinking about what you're going to say in reply. I'm going to say this and I'm going to say And all you hear is, wah, 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 wah. Well, I know I'm going to say that. It's going to be so good. And then when you have the mind of Christ, you're listening intently. You're seeing them the way Jesus sees them. You're honoring them with your heart, your mind, your attitude. This is having the mind of Christ. One of the greatest things that the Lord has ever said to me about my marriage is his, he said, you are a daughter of the king first and you're a minister of the gospel first. First. I've called you to minister to your husband, so you better love him and honor him. I've called you to minister to your family, so you better love them and honor them. I've called you to minister to the people out in your world, in your church, so you better love them and honor them. I don't, you don't have to be called to be a pastor in order to minister to others that are in your world. In order to, have the, to, to, to be on fire for God, we have to have the mind of Christ, and we have to have, have the water that washes us clean, that cleanses our lives, and so that we can be intent on setting our things on above and speaking and living and thinking the best. The water brings freedom. For Christ has come to set us free. Freedom from our bondage, freedom from our addictions, freedom from um, the, the past mistakes. Freedom. He's given us freedom. The abundant life is living in peace and joy and gentleness and kindness and patience and self-control and faithfulness. He's given us this abundant life, but we have to be in the potter's hand. We have to. We have to be in the potter's hand and living on fire for God. In order to live on fire for God, man, we have to be in that potter's hand. He's cultivating something in you. He's cultivating character in you. He's making you and molding you because he said you are good. You are his masterpiece. So there's stages, preparing techniques, water, and then the glaze. Number five, the glaze. These are our gifts. Once the piece of pottery has been shaped, time is spent tidying up and finessing. I love that word, finessing the piece. The clay is then left to dry out. He's finessing. He's tidying up. He's cleaning up things in our life. 
you feel like you're alone, you feel like you can't do this anymore, good, because we need a God. We need a God who loves us, who is faithful, who's going to pick us up and carry us through this life, who's going to light our hearts and our lives on fire, passionately in love with him, so that we can be the light of the world, that nobody would perish, but everybody would have everlasting life. He wants us to live in our gifts. Did you know that you have gifts? Did you know that you have gifts for the Lord? Well, guess what? If you don't know your spiritual gifts, we have this thing called growth track. So first, first, you get videos that you watch at home of Andrew and I. You're welcome. You can watch us online at home and uh, learn about the vision and mission of the house. It's awesome. And then part two, we go through um, your spiritual gifts and your personality and how you fit into the house. Because God has made you to be a part of this body. You're a knee, you're an ankle, you're an arm, whatever you are, if you don't know, you need to go through growth track. Listen, you're welcome. You need to go through the growth track. Sign up at the, uh, at the Welcome Center. We would love to have you. In 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21. Now in a great house, thank you, Lord, for this great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, I love this. When I'm going to teach you something today, church. When the Bible was translated from Hebrew to English, the himself was actually, in Hebrew, it means mankind. So whenever you see him, he, that kind of thing, it's actually saying man and woman. It's all mankind he's speaking to. So that's a great thing to learn. Um, therefore, if anyone cleanses themselves from what is dishonorable, Lord, cleanse us, he will be a vessel vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy. God wants to set us apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for good work. The Lord has good work that needs to be done. We got to know our spiritual gifts so that we can work in those gifts, teaching, preaching, compassion, mercy, faith, love, all of it. We need to know those spiritual gifts so that we can use it in the house, that we can use them in our families, so that we can sharpen them for the Lord and be in the potter's hands. He puts this glaze on us for good work. Woo! And number six, stages, preparing techniques, water, glaze, and fire. Woo! This. This is what the potter does so that we can live a life on fire for God. Once the final touches are made, the clay is baked in a ceramic oven called a kiln. This process is called firing. Pottery is normally fired twice. Woo! Thank you, Jesus, for his fire in our lives. So I was praying, and as I was seeking the Lord, the Lord's like, I want to fire you up all the time. But there's two main firing that happens. First, when you give your heart to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord, the fire of God, Jesus, comes into your life. And, then, and it, when I was studying, it said that the oven is to 1,000 degrees the first time it fires that ceramic. 1,000 degrees. It puts us in that fire. And then the second time is being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, it, and when I, they said they put the fire up 200 more degrees than the first time. The Lord wants to put fire in our lives so that we can be bold and courageous and on the front lines fighting this battle standing up for the truth and promises of God in your life because God wants to do something transformational in you so that you can be this mist into the world to, so that the world can be set free so that we can see a country on fire for God. 
city, your family. We can't give up on what the Lord wants to do in our lives, in our family. What is God cultivating in you? What is he needing in your life? What is he doing in your life? What is he speaking in your life? What do you want to change and transform? Does he want to transform your thoughts? Is he doing something in your heart? Because that's, that's the goal. He says, I look at the heart. I look at the depths of your heart. I look at the intentions of your heart. I want to transform you from the inside out. And in order to be on fire for God, we have to be in the potter's hands. I'm going to end with this verse. If Cordy could come up. I'm going to end in this verse. Jeremiah 18, 4. I love this verse. Had me in tears all week long. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands. Man, I felt this. I felt like I was spoiled in the, in, the, in the potter's hands. I made too many mistakes. Addict, promiscuous, partier, just doing my own thing, living in sin. I'm like, God, what can you do with my life? What do you want to do with my life? And he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do He's not about throwing you away or discarding you or you living in shame and guilt. He's not the God that says, oh, can't work with you. He's the potter. We are the clay. We need to be in the potter's hand so that he can do what he seems good to do. Not being thrown away, but allowing the potter to come in shape us, mold us, heal us so that we can experience that breakthrough and freedom that he has for our lives. What is he cultivating you? What is he speaking to your heart today that he needs to take and make and mold you into all that he's called you to be because he said that you are good. You're his I'm ready to be molded, molded, cultivated. I want to be everything God's called me to be. I want you to knead these things out. I want to be in the promises and truth of God. Just raise your hand, God. I just want to pray a blessing over you. Just raise your hand to God. We want to be molded by you, God. And so, church, just repeat this prayer after me so that we can stand firm in just choosing God in our life. Dear Jesus, thank you for creating me. Thank you for sending your son to die for me. Lord, I choose to be in your hands. Forgive me of all my sin and cultivate me into who you want me to be. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Come on. Let's, let's turn.